0: Hello, and welcome to the Convo Lab. I am your host, Karen Cathcart, and today it is my absolute delight, pleasure, honor, and privilege to welcome my coach, my mentor, Gretchen Heinen, who is the CEO of networthit.org. Welcome, Gretchen. Oh, Karen, I'm so glad to be here. We're going to have such a good conversation. I agree. Well, Gretchen and I met earlier this year when she was collabing with another coach of mine. (laughs) I'm so glad that God has been bringing awesome people across my path during this pandemic quarantine time. Um, And they put on a virtual summit, the seat at the table virtual summit, and that began a huge transformation for me in terms of developing my self-confidence, which moved me along in my writing as an author and moving me forward in my business as a speaker and a coach. So Gretchen, let's talk. I mean, we've known each other for almost a year. I've taken courses, webinars, trainings, one-on-ones from you what you want to talk about today. Cause I just oh love to talk to you for hours and hours. And I know you don't have hours and hours because you're a wife, a mom, you're on the road, RVing, you're doing all the things. So I'm going to hush and let you talk to the combo lab audience.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm so honored to be here and I'm honored to be um, a part of your journey. Um, and, did you just, are you, are you good? I feel like I just lost you. Did I lose you? No, we're here. Oh, okay, good. Oh, it's just me. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure. I was like, I can't see you anymore. Um, <laughs> so um, thank you for having me today. And I'm super excited about the Convo Lab. And it's been such an honor to be a part of your journey. You know, I, I, I hear you calling me your coach, but honestly, I feel like we're just like sisters in Christ, like linking arms and you know pulling each other along on the things that we know about right like you know a lot about helping people through transitions and through self-care and really um being in that space where the unknown is out there and you don't know how it's going to turn out like to me that's a transition right when you don't know what's going to happen and you're like i know that this is coming Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's having a baby. Maybe it's a kid graduating. Maybe it's a kid turning into a teen. Maybe it's a job change. Maybe it's trying to figure out what you want to do in your life. Maybe it's your businesses transitioning, whatever is the like transition. I love that you help women through that. And men, I'm not sure what children, men, families, whatever, but I know you mostly work with women. Um, because, that is so needed right and so like i know a lot about business and landing pages and funnels and we're going to talk about some of that stuff today what i always need help with is transitions right so it's cool that i can like go to you and be like help me and you can come to me and be like help me and so it's like we get to coach each other i love it it's so good and it's so needed and it's so fun like If you're watching this and and you're an aspiring entrepreneur, or you have the dream in your heart that, you know, God has given you a talent and you're constantly, you're like giving it away for free, but you, you know, it could be a business. Like, listen to that because those gifts and talents were put there for you to serve and for you to be provided for, right? Like the, the disciples had jobs. They weren't just like hanging out with Jesus. Like they used their talents for income too. So I always I always talk about how our talents are meant to be monetized. It doesn't mean we're not going to give them away. We're still going to give things away. But having a, a way to make a living and feed our family with our talents is such an honor, right? And it's available to us all. So I'm excited about that because I really enjoy talking about the financial aspect of all of this. like The financial aspect of, of what do you do when you have a dream and you want to invest and you want to go there, but you don't, you're scared to spend the money. You know, how do you know if God's going to provide if you put yourself out there? So that's what I'd like to talk about today. It's like that provision piece. But you tell me if that's okay.
0: That is perfect. And I mean, I have learned the power of women's community and strengthening one another this year because you're right. You are the queen of funnels and all of that stuff. And I was like starting at square one. But instead of me trying to recreate the wheel, you're like, come on, I'll show you how. And that has really been a tremendous blessing because unbeknownst to me, I also needed that help, that guidance, that handholding with developing my move from giving the things away because Mm -hmm. I'm a helper at heart. I'm a server. I love seeing people transform and transition and, and be able to navigate and do it in a healthy way. But that pricing part, uh, uh, I'm you and I are still working on that. I am growing. So please start wherever you
1: would like, and you're welcome to use me as an example. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, you're not alone, and I was there too. And actually, that's how, I'll tell the story of how Net Worth It came about. So I owned other businesses before Net Worth It, And one of them was a health and wellness business. And I used funnels and strategy and landing pages and email lists and all the things that I, that I, use now and teach in my programs i use them to grow my health and wellness business and what that business is is literally a partnership with a company that sells products and so i promote their products and i make a commission when they're when i sell their products and i was doing well at that right and so people were coming to me and they were like hey how do you say i saw an email from you hey how did you do this hey um, can you help me do this? And people were, and I was just giving it away for free. Cause I was like, well, this is easy. You just like go over here and you just do this and then you do that. And here's what you wanted to say, because people want to hear about them. They don't want to hear about you. So like change this and do that. And I was like giving it away for free. And I realized I was like, this, this actually could be a business and I could help more people. If I charged for this service, instead of giving it away, I like doing it. I love talking about it. But what was happening is my family was suffering when I was giving it away for free. My time was suffering because I was still having to do other things to earn money for the house. And then I was trying to be a mom and I was trying to be a wife and I was trying to be a church member. And then I was also trying to give all this stuff away for free. So it was like there wasn't even any space for me to have well-being or take care of my family or pay my bills if I was continually giving that away for free. And so I just encourage women, like, you know, pray about where God is leading you, right? Like, God, I feel like you're calling me to this. Are you calling me to this because you want this to be a way that I provide for my family or are you calling me to this because you just want me to volunteer in this space once a week? You know, like, where are you calling? We got, but I found that this was a daily occurrence that people were coming to me and asking me for advice. And so I was like, I'm just going to put together a program and I'm going to throw it out there. And I made $10,000 on that first offer. Of just throwing something out there. I didn't even have it fully created. I literally just went to these women who were coming to me. And I'm like, hey, I'm putting this group together. It's going to be about $1,000 to be a part of it. Do you want to do it? And I'm going to teach you X, Y, Z, and we're going to do this. And they were like, yes. And so, at the basic level, that's starting your talents into a business, is just finding the people who need you, sowing the seeds, right? The Bible talks about sowing seeds, and that's how you get a harvest. Seeds are the people sow the seeds sow the people throw your throw your idea out there and then when you have a group of people who are like yes then just go okay well how much do i need to make to feed my family right now and how long is this going to be and i knew that my program was going to be about three months and so because that's about how long it takes to teach all these things so i was like okay well if i make you know three thousand dollars per month that actually eliminates my need over here to earn money for my family so it was like you know, just kind of strategically partnering with God and with other people to figure out how can I put something together that's going to feed my family for X amount of time and I'm going to be able to, um, you know, give my gifts and talents. It's like Proverbs 31 to like the most basic level, right?
0: (laughs) I love what you said. Unmute. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that I got all of what you were saying, because when you said this about strategically partner with God, you are a nurse by training, correct? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And I dare say that you have things pulling you in
1: multiple directions. This can't be done without God, can it? No. Mm Mm-mm. No, no. Yes. And thank you for bringing that up about me being a nurse. I, I I didn't even like think to tell the audience that. So my background isn't in business. My background is in nursing, but guess what they teach you in nursing and guess what nurses are experts at? Problem solving, right? That's all we do all day long as a nurse is problem solve. So when I decided that I wanted to transition from helping sick people to helping people be healthy, which was my, that was like my first move, right? Well, I did some other business ventures too, but those were in real estate and um, property management and stuff like that. And some consulting work, but, but the, the health business that came about because I was really curious about being a nurse. So when I was 28, 29, I decided to go be a nurse. Like I wasn't, it wasn't like a first career. I literally was like, I wonder what it'd be like to be a nurse. i was just going to go do it. So I went to college, became a nurse and I loved it. And I still love it. I think it's really cool, but I realized I didn't like helping sick people. I wanted to help people be well. And so when I, tr- when I made that transition, all of those skills that I had learned in nursing school and being a nurse of Problem solving is how I'm good at business. So I couldn't tell you the theories in marketing or, you know, the business things, or I know you're in business. So you probably know all these things about business that I don't know. But what I do know is how to transform lives, how to help people, and how to be real and how to just build a tribe and build a movement and build a community. Like you don't need a college degree for that, right? Like you don't need a special certificate to be a coach. You can get one if you really want, but you don't need it. You just need to have such a heart for helping people and have God direct you on how to help people. And you can mentor and coach people in something that you don't have a degree in. Right. And so, um, yeah, so being pulled, your original question was being pulled in different directions. So, um, yeah so I still work as a nurse. Um, and so I have to be really strategic about how I run a business, work as a nurse. Um, I actually run two businesses and we own real estate. So my days are not sitting around lounging, but they're so fulfilled with what I want, what I know God wants me to do. And every morning I wake up and I, first thing I do is read my Bible. I pray, Connect with the Holy Spirit, get those downloads for the day and then hit the ground running with what I need to do. And we and I still have well-being with my family. I don't you know, I'm not working in the evenings or anything. So there's definitely still family time, but I'm just a big fan and encourager of women that like, if we really want to change the world, it's going to take work. Okay. There's way too many people out there who are making business seem like it's just this easy thing. And you just make millions. It's like, that's not how it works. Okay. So those people work, are- cause no, I tried that stuff, <laughs> you know? And so it's work, but it should be fulfilling work. It should be work. God calls you to right? like, right. The getting, getting up and, and, and being productive should feel good. It should feel like I get to do this today. Well, I gotta jump in here
0: and say that one of the things that I most admire about you, and it's a long list, is the fact that you are a Jesus lover above Mm -hmm. all else. And you are not hesitant about that. I believe you had a transition from taking your business Mm -hmm. to serving everyone to being strategically faith-based. And asking for a friend named Karen, full transparency here. How do you make sure with all of the scheduled things you're juggling that you keep God first and make sure that that time is um, protected? And I'm going to tell you this because I do not drink coffee. My husband does. But I was thinking about you this week and I was like, you know what? Gretchen's always talking about her time with God and coffee I might have to start drinking coffee so that I can make sure that I have my God time. Now, that's probably terrible logic, but it did cross my mind. So
1: talk to me. Help us out. I, I love that. Well, so, okay, two things. One is habits are stronger than willpower. Okay? so. Your habits are always going to win over your willpower. Um, and so if you have a desire to spend time with God, but you feel like it's not happening, it's probably just a habit you haven't put in place, which is so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Most of us, 99.99% of us probably brush our teeth out of habit. We don't have to go, Oh, did I brush my teeth today? I Oh, I forgot again today. Oh, I didn't make time today. Like we make time to brush our teeth. We, we don't skip that right because that's disgusting first of all but like also it's a habit we've been doing it since we were little kids well i have a really strong habit of journaling and praying because I've been doing it since I was 11 years old. So I became a believer when I was 11 years old at Bible camp, this woman named Pearl Ruby, I think that was like her camp counselor name. She sat me down and she said, you know, you've been hearing about Jesus all week at camp. Like, do you feel ready to make a decision to like have Jesus be in your heart and be in your life? And I was like, yes. And so we prayed together and I had tears coming down my face at 11 years old. That's how I know it was the Holy spirit because i don't think at that age i would have thought like this is an emotional experience to pray you know but i was like it was literally like the holy spirit came into my life so if you haven't done that if you're watching this and you've never had that encounter where you felt god that's step one okay is to sit down and be like lord I believe in you. I want a relationship with you. I want you in my life. I need you show yourself to me because when you do that and you're sincere about that prayer and you're sincere about making that decision, it becomes part of who you are. And so then you desire it, right? Like you're like, Oh, I want to be with God. I want to learn about more about God. I mean, I was so hungry to learn about God. I would like read my Bible in all the different versions. And thankfully we have like apps on our phone now. So it's way easier than carrying around this big old thing. This is my Bible. Okay. It's big. It's always like five pounds, but like I can just do it on my phone now if I, if I need to, but I do like to actually open up a Bible. And so it's just making it a habit. You know, when is that habit for you going to be the most successful for me? It's the very first thing I do when I wake up. And here's why. It's very tempting to look at your phone first thing in the morning because it's like, oh, I kind of want to check what happened on Instagram. I kind of want to see if I have a new email. I kind of want to see who texted me and or you want to check the news or, you know, it's like so easy for that to be the first thing we do. But I want to challenge your listeners. Don't look at your phone until after you talk to God and see how your life will change. Don't even pick it up. Don't even check your your day. Just make sure you wake up early enough that it's not going to interfere with another appointment. Um, but like, oh, I love that. Thank you for saying that. So um, if you can't see the caption, it says Gretchen has a dreams over screens challenge. Yes. Take it. That's yes for it.
0: those of us who are
1: very easily
0: distracted. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it is, you know,
1: Karen, it's not even like, a, it's not even like a, for those of us who are, it is it's the enemy trying to distract the whole world and it's our own brains like dopamine is released when you look at your phone your brain wants dopamine it's a feel good chemical so we are naturally going to want to do that because it makes us feel good right and so we have to just make a habitual decision that i'm going to spend time with jesus so this is what i do i always have a book a guidebook, like a devotional or something right now, I'm reading the gifts of the spirit by Derek Prince. I always have a book that I'm kind of going through because that's going to give me, um, verses to look up. And then in the book, whatever are the verses, then I go to my Bible and I read about the verses. I'll read the verses around it. And then the last step is I write in my journal. And so I have my journal here and I just write what I'm thinking about. You want to, you want to, um, hear what I wrote yesterday and today. So people can hear. We would. Um, So yesterday, this was it. One pair. Sometimes it's long. Sometimes it's short. Yesterday I wrote, Lord, speak to me this morning. Lord, thank you for having me go in my email today to find gems I have stored in there. Help me to use them. Give me wisdom. Guide me on my day. So I had found some people I needed to follow up with in emails that were starred and I didn't, I had forgotten about it. And so it was like, God was speaking to me and I knew I was supposed to be in those emails today because I had found them earlier um, today. I wrote, Lord, you are the provider. I believe you will fill you will fill my mastermind. I know I will get that because my belief is high. I believe you will help us find a house in Arizona. I will receive it because my belief is high. I believe you will help me stay in amazing health physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, and I will receive it because my belief is high. And then I wrote a few things about my kids that I don't want to read, but, um, you know, same kind of concept, but it's like, that's it. Get a book, get a Bible, get a journal, and just make the time. (laughs)
0: Just do it. Yes. If you can't tell, Gretchen is an activator. (laughs) She has debunked so many of my excuses and addressed, helped me to address some of my fears. They were absolutely unrealistic, but they had kept me paralyzed. And so I'm very grateful for that gift that you walk in to help move people forward. And I'm going to also touch right now, on the perfectionism because there was a lot of stuff that karen was not doing not moving forward and i was like i have all these ideas but i need to you're like you don't need to do all of that just get Mm -mm. started i was like it's a hot mess you're like no it's a start and so i I love that you're just like put it out there it might not be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect it can have typos so that of course made the editor and me gasp but Mm -hmm. hey It's better that it's done than it being perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, so, okay. Well, I love this first of all, and I love that God, just like you said, like he uses our talents and our skills to help each other. Right. And so if you think about it, I made money in a business because I'm good at taking action and I'm good at problem solving. So I monetized action and problem solving, right? And so whatever it is that's inside of your listeners that is that they are good at, then they can monetize that. They can make that into a business, right? And so what we did with you with you having a um, a spirit of thoroughness of wanting things to be thorough and be right and be correct, that can be monetized, right? That's called helping people through transitions because typically when people are going through t- transitions they need help getting things in order they need help making things better and so i know one of the things that you do with businesses is when they're going through a transition it's like helping them with the wording on their website helping them with their messaging helping them with their taglines help them to get clear about what it what are you trying to say actually and in our groups that you're in you're always so amazing about helping the other members be like Oh, what if you said it this way? Oh, what if you worded it this way? What about this? You're actually the one that came up with or helped vote on the title for Dreams Over Screens. And, you know, so that what you just spoke of as perfectionism, um, that's actually something that can be turned into a skill. And that's what we did. We took that And we were like, good, you're, so you're a refiner. Perfect. We need refiners. Let's put this refining skill on other people. And then my job is to just keep you in action that you don't get too refining on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Very
0: easy to get stuck in the analysis paralysis, but I love how you are able to reframe what many of us might think of as a weight Or an idiosyncrasy or, oh, that's just how I am. And be like, no, that's a gift. That's something Mm -hmm. that God gave you to bless the body of Christ, to bless your fellow man that can bring in some income to bless your family. And it it really made me look at it from a different perspective. And and I find that so valuable because oftentimes women don't have that confidence in themselves. It's like, And that's why we give stuff away because it comes easy to me. Mm -mm. Well, just because it comes easy to me, like I wouldn't have known that until you told me that you didn't have, you know, ideas bubbling up about, you know, verbiage that I I do that all night long. I keep a notepad next to my bed just so that I can capture stuff that, that pops in my head. But because you do have ideas popping in your head all the time about ways to monetize what's already in our hands. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to link arms and be in community with one another because no person can do all of this by themselves and it's not meant to be.
1: No, no. Like the Bible talks about the body of Christ, you know, and how some of us are given spiritual gifts, a certain direction. And that even the, the different parts of the body of Christ, um, I think that's in Corinthians. I'm not, I'm paraphrasing right now, but, um, it's so true. And, you know, to your point about one thing you were like, gosh, I didn't, I didn't, I would have never thought that about you. I told you there's two things I'm not good at creativity with graphics and images and that kind of stuff and writing those two things. Those are not, um, talents that God has instilled in me. So I have a team of people in my business who do those things for me. So there is, there is two things. you got to be in the room with the, the people who can show you the way, and you have to have the support around you for the things that you're not good at one thing I'm amazing at is technology and linking it and making sure it's okay. So like for the students um, the, of the program that you're in with me, um, you know, I do calls with you guys and I'm like, okay, let's get this linked up. Let's like, pull it up. Let's get it going. You know, put this over here, click that. Okay. See that Click upload over there. I and- gotta ask you, did you feel
0: me dragging my feet when, when you were like, okay, so are you available Thursday? I'm like, dang, like Like this. Like, you were like, you gave me no out. And I love that because I just needed to get it done because I would have figured out a way to make it more complicated, add more pages. It's like,
1: yep. it's a one pager, yeah, <laughs> totally, you know, but like when I need something worded, I'll be the, you'll be the first one that I'm like, can you help me word this? Or, you know, I'm having trouble getting what I know is in my heart out. Like I have the vision for it, but I can't like speak it out. And you'll be like, well, what about this? Or what about this? And it's so cool. Like, it's just amazing. It's so, and why shouldn't you get paid for that? Right? Like, why shouldn't you? That's a legitimate career is to help people transition either their business or their life. Or, you know, I think about one of the hardest transitions I ever went through was becoming a mom right and you know you see these little pictures where they're like yeah you just take the baby home and then when they need to be fed you just put them on your breast and they just eat and it's like that isn't even a little bit how it went it was like i couldn't figure it out the baby's crying there's milk leaking everywhere i don't know where my husband is probably in the bathroom somewhere you know and it's like and i'm like how is everyone else able to do this so much easier than me? You know, if I would have had a mentor in my life who that I paid for because I invested in somebody to help me through that transition, I could have texted her and been like, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. This baby won't eat. I haven't slept. I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. And imagine if Gretchen back then could have had had Karen going let me pray for you let me just give you some perspective i've been a mom and you know what everything's going to be okay let me just show you let's get you connected with a lactation consultant let's see if we can get you some resources like to me that is like such a valuable skill that when people see the value in themselves and the willingness to invest in where they need help you know that's another thing we need to touch on is investing in yourself okay but when people are willing to do that they grow psh- they, they transition way faster. Why is that? Well, two things. Number one is because if your stuck thoughts could get you out of your situation, you wouldn't be in your situation, right? So people who think they're just going to think their own way using their own thoughts that are got them into this problem, you're never gonna get yourself out of this problem. It's why I'm always investing in myself. I invest in a in spiritual growth, I invest in physical growth, and I invest in business growth, right? And relationships. So I have a relationship coach, I have a business coach, I have a spirit, I have a pastor that I pay money to, a pastor to meet with me weekly and mentor me. And then I also have somebody that I pay to help me be physically healthy, like with workouts and things like that, because if my stuck thoughts could have gotten me solving all of those problems in my marriage and in my business and in my health, I wouldn't be here, (laughs) you know, it's so like when you want to move to a new level you have to get new thoughts. And those come from other people. Okay. Who have those thoughts already. And the second thing, I think that, that it helps you propel forward, because I think it's proving to God with your talents and your money that you're, you know, you're willing to invest to get there. So, you know, when I, whenever people are like, well, I really value giving to the poor and it's really important. And I'm like, cool, show me your bank account where you give to the poor and they have nothing in there that's given to the poor then they don't value giving to the poor they might talk about it but they don't actually value it what you value is where you invest your money so if you're gonna say i value investing in myself i want this business to grow then you better be prepared to put some investment in that direction so that you can actually be serious about saying you value that you know if i say i value my marriage And me and my husband are struggling because we've been through a lot. We're a blended family. You know, we've had a lot of stuff happen to us. We both come from... Um, you know, just families that could have done better relationally. And, um, you know, we don't want to repeat some of those same generational patterns. And so if I say I value that, but I don't ever go pay someone to help me have different thoughts and different behaviors, then I don't actually value it. Because if I valued it, I would invest money in it. And I could go on all day about this, sister.
0: (laughs) I hear you. And I was just, I, I'm glad you pulled me back in because I was like, Lord, have mercy. Just the transitions that we go through. Mm-hmm. You mentioned motherhood, but also in marriage. And then you put the two of those together. It's like, all right. I can't believe it. It's like they went from newborns to infant to toddler, to preteen, teenager, mm-hmm. young adult. What? So. Other people's transitions are impacting my transitions. Mm-hmm. So yes, we do need a partner. We need a helping hand. We need support.
1: We need a community. All of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know, just when you think about a transition, and this is why I love what you're doing, Karen. And and I I know you you always knew you were called by God to help, but I think you were kind of finding your where, how you were going to do that. And I've seen you do that. I've seen you like really lean in and be like, you know what, this is what I'm good at. This is what people come to me for. This is what my friends have been coming to me for forever. This is what I do in my job. This is what I do in my ministries. Like I'm always helping people through transitions. And one of the things that I love about why you're doing that is because when we have a transition, we have two ways it can go. We can either stay on course with God and we can thrive in it, or we can derail and let the enemy distract us. We can get caught up in sin. We can get down a path that we can't even, we, I have found myself in transitions where I didn't get help. And I was down a road. I didn't ever think I'd see myself as a Christian. You know, I'm like, I'm a Christian. And this is where I ended up in this place, you know, and, and having somebody pull me out back to, to, to God and faith. I couldn't have done that by myself in that dark moment where my brain was just swirling in terrible thoughts, you know, so we need people like you and God bless you for doing what you do, because there are going to be lives for the kingdom that are changed forever because of what you do, Karen. I really believe it. And, and I'm like already seeing it and it's so cool. Amen. Well, one of the most valuable
0: things that you do as a coach is you pray for me. And Mm -hmm. so I have been strengthened this year because I know my coaches pray for me and I'll be like ready to make a decision. I'm like, that doesn't make sense or that's not going to move me forward. I'm like, Gretchen must be praying for me and then she'll send texts. It's so wonderful. So that is like a major value add. Like she's given me this wisdom from the experience that she's accrued and then she's praying for me too. It's like, okay, I can't help but to, be successful, to grow, to move forward. Well, you talked about what I'm offering is a blessing to others. If there is no financial stuff circulating through the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. there's stagnation. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's amazing how you're opening people's eyes with net worth it, because there's a lot of stigma around money and faith Mm -hmm. and business. Because we are seen as, okay, well, Jesus lived an humble life and we don't need too much. But I love how you helped open my eyes to see when you have more resources, Karen, you can bless more people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I never made that connection or that correlation. I guess, well, yes, I do. I had some faith experiences earlier in life that, that was perverted and that was twisted. And mm-hmm. some folk was prosperous and other folk were taken advantage of. And that is mm-hmm. not cool. And you do that in Jesus's name and Jesus is not in that. That ain't right. So yes, I wow. do know where that came from, but um,
1: yeah. Did you want to chime in on
0: that? Yeah.
1: Well, I love, I, I love this topic of, you know, is it okay to make money as a Christian? Is it okay to pursue wealth? Is it, um, does God want that for us or does he want us to live humbly with, you know, less money? And clearly there's verses in the Bible that speak about this, but what most people neglect to see is that the verses that really talk about being um, walking humbly or being humble or you know jesus talking about how the poor are blessed that's because when you are poor you have to rely on so much more faith right and so i believe when when god is speaking about that and he's speaking about the blessings of being poor it's because it's about the blessing of having strong faith right like if i'm homeless and i don't know where my next meal is going to come and i have to have faith that i'm going to have a meal that's some serious, strong faith, right? I don't even have to think about where my meal is coming from. I have enough money to buy food. And so my faith is really weak in the area of provisions over food, right? And so to me, that's biblically where it's like, that's the blessing in being poor, but Nowhere in the Bible is, in fact, there's verses that contradict that, right? Like Ephesians 3.20 talks about how God wants to supernaturally abundantly bless us. And if you look at um, in Deuteronomy, um, I think it's in Deuteronomy. Well, oh, let me look it up so I don't misquote. But in um, Deuteronomy and in a lot of places in the Bible, it talks about um, God, God saying, um, you know, I stand before you and I give you blessings or curses and you get to choose. Um, I'll have to find it. If I can't find it, I'll have to like send it to you. Maybe you can put it. I think I'm wrong about Deuteronomy. You no, know, it is. It's the one um, I put before you, blessings and cursings, therefore choose life, life and death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. So that verse, um, girl, I got to look it up. Blessings and curses because, you know, of course, when Deuteronomy 11, 26. There you ah. go this in deuteronomy so deuteronomy 11 26 you know so in the bible god is clear about the fact that he wants to bless us right and so now as far as whether you know there's i feel like what has happened with the church is two things women have historically been sort of the you're the homemaker um, your job is in the home you know that's kind of what i heard as the message growing up and so then when i wanted to pursue i felt like god was pulling me into business and working. I, I was like really struggling with that. You know, I'm like, yeah, well, we definitely
0: get conflicted over yeah, the you know, and
1: what we feel should, or
0: even what our moms did versus opportunities we might have in a different generation.
1: Yeah. yeah, And yes. And it, I love that you brought up moms because now we're talking about a generational pattern mm-hmm. that's been mm-hmm. passed down. Right. Well, Should I accept all the other generational patterns that were passed down? Like my parents filed for bankruptcy when I was little. So is that my generational pattern that I'm going to be bankrupt? You know, and no, like we don't have to accept the generational patterns. And, and this took me down Proverbs 31 um, a lot. And I started studying Proverbs 31. It's, it's what our mastermind next year is based on. It's called Shehal. So Proverbs 31 it says a wife of noble character who can find, well, that word wife of noble character actually just means woman of valor. If you look it up in the Hebrew and woman of valor, when you study it and you study Proverbs 31, which is an acrostic poem. So it's all the Hebrew letters of the alphabet, like a, like if it was a, an acrostic poem of Gretchen, it would be like, gee, gregarious R. Really nice. E excited. You know where you take the first letter. You know yep. you do that school. Well, that's what Proverbs thirty one is, and it's a poem that the Jewish men pray over their their wives, over um before the Sabbath, and so it's meant to be like a song kind of that husbands sing over their wives. So it's not an actual physical person. It's like a poem that his mom wrote to be like, hey, speak this over your wife. Like speak this truth over her. But if you read Proverbs thirty one, it's like this. Person, this um, woman, she has multiple businesses. She wears fine linens. She wears jewelry. She um, gets up early. Her kids are cared for. She has employees. They're called servants in the Bible, but you know, she has people working for her. So she's not just a homemaker, you know. And we know culturally that women actually did a lot of the gathering and they did a lot of the stuff in the Bible. Today 80% of women manage the household finances all on their own. Husbands don't even do anything with the finances. 80%. I so, did not realize that. Yes. And so, you know, if you think about who's spending most of the money, who's doing most of the grocery shopping, who's doing most of the bill paying, it's mostly the women, right? And so we we do have Culturally, a change that's happening, but also not really. This was happening back then. Women were part of the commerce, they were part of the working world. And so, you know, this idea that like all of us women should be um, just homemakers, not just because that's an actual amazing job. I don't want to put the word just in front of it, but to be homemakers in just the home and not outside of the home or whatever, that's not actually in the bible right like <laughs> and god is
0: a very diverse god who yes. puts us in different circumstances in different seasons of our lives mm-hmm. like i came home uh to be with, to have my first child and when i was there for 6 weeks i was like i don't think that i'm cut out to do this all the time and i thought that it was so romanticized it would be so perfect but i was like you know what? I think I need an outlet. I need to go out and then come back and be good to my family. So I learned that about myself. I was like, oh, this is not quite the fairy tale that I thought it would be. But I do believe that God gives grace for whatever season that we're in. If we have to work outside of the home, if we need to stay in and do the homeschool, which I know you have done homeschooling Mm -hmm. and probably are still doing it now, right? Yeah, this year we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: I think it just means that we all stay flexible and adaptable. Yes. Open to the transitions as God leads us because we always have need of him in yeah. our
1: transitions. Yes. And not to minimize anyone who no. is home. That is, that is, I, I have the same experience, Karen, where I stayed home for a few years and it was one of the darkest times of, of me because God, God, wanted, had a calling for me and I was ignoring it because I thought that I would just be like my friends and I would be like the other women that I was jealous of because I, I, I thought that their life looked so glamorous. And then when I was in their life, I'm like, this is the with, right? <laughs> so I don't want any woman to ever feel bad, whether she works or stays home or works in the home or whatever, whatever God has called you to do, that's between you and the Lord. And, you know, I just, I know my purpose is to help the ones who are called to get dreams off the ground in growing businesses and growing incomes. And, um, and so that's where I just stay in. Cause I know that's where God wants me, you know? And so, you know, just blessings to anyone and wherever they are. Amen. Well, I want to close on you
0: talking about trusting in the provisions mm. of a transition because it does take that measure of faith to move from, The comfort zone, or even if where you are is not so comfortable, at least it's familiar. So talk to us about how we've got to activate our faith to move forward into that place where we're trusting God for the more, for the bigger, Mm -hmm. for that abundance
1: that he's already promised us when we choose life. Uh, Okay. Well, there's two things. Number one, you know, faith is an actual spiritual gift that we can activate as Christians. And when I say a spiritual gift, I mean a supernatural belief that can come upon us without it being something that we just have because of our personality. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm outgoing. I'm boisterous. I like to be on video. I like to do interviews. I like to speak. Right. That's something that probably is just a natural talent that God gave me. But faith that I know that I can change lives that comes from God. Because if Gresham just gets up there and just starts blabbing away, it's probably just going to be like a hot mess or I'll be talking about random stuff. But when I have that faith and I pray and I say, God, I believe like I did in my journal, right? Like I know that this mastermind I'm going to put on is that I'm putting on that starts February is going to be full because I have belief that you're going to fill it. So When you are starting something new, the biggest problem that that business owners have is finding customers and believing they will come because you're starting something new. Nobody really knows about you yet. You maybe haven't like proven yourself in the world yet. Right. Like when I first started out, I had no customers to even give testimonials. I'm like, I'm just starting out, (laughs) you know, and so it wasn't even like I had experience, but I had faith. I had a faith that God was going to help me figure this out. And that's what you need is to pray for the spiritual gift of faith. And you can just literally get on your knees and say, Lord, give me the spiritual gift of faith. And you can go read about the spiritual gift of faith in the Bible. I'll tell you exactly where you can go look for it. Um, It is in Corinthians, I believe. Um, Let me just read it really quick. Okay. Um, Sorry, I should have probably had this verse memorized, but I don't. So, okay, so um, that's okay. My
0: pastor is always telling us that it's important to flip the pages. So I'm like looking at you. I'm like, she knows where it is in her Bible, in the book that (laughs) she's reading. You know where
1: to find it, not just Googling. Yeah, yes. In Romans 10, 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right in hebrews 11:6, 6 without faith it is impossible to please god for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him um so here's another one now to him who works the wages are not counted as grace but as a debt but to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly. His faith is accounted for righteousness. Here's another one in Galatians. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, um, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against... There is no such law. There's a million verses. Go search the word faith and you can read all the verses about the gift of faith. Okay, so that's number one is that when you are starting something new, you better get on your knees and get some faith and believe in something that hasn't happened yet, because you're going to have to believe that God's going to give you customers. You're going to have to believe that God's going to bring the right people in your life that you're that are going to help guide you. And you're going to have to believe that you can do something you haven't done yet, right? Like you have to believe you can transform into something that you haven't been yet. Like I have beliefs about myself that haven't come true, but I'm still believing them, right? Like, God, I know you have this for me. I haven't received it yet, but I believe it. One of them is a house in Arizona. I believe that God wanted me in Arizona for the last 10 years, and it's taken me 10 years to get the provisions together and to get this ready so that i can have this house in arizona and i'm currently shopping for the house right now physically in arizona that's where my camper is you know but like i had to have faith for 10 years that he was going to help me figure this out so that's number one the second thing is you have to um sometimes you have to put money into something before it makes sense okay and this is something that someone needs to hear today because a lot of times people will say, well, I I don't think I can join your program yet because I haven't made any money. And I'm like, so you want to learn how to make money, but you don't want to invest anything to learn how to do it. How are you going to do it then? If you're not going to invest in something to learn, tell me how you're going to actually get there. Well, I don't know. If you want to transition through something and you're stuck and you can't get through it and you're not willing to pay someone to help you transition through it, tell me how you're going to do it right? Like, tell me what your plan is then if you don't want to pay for it. So just yesterday, my husband and I, he goes, um, so my husband gets really leery about me spending money on myself, especially for my business. Okay. Because sometimes it's like thousands of dollars. Okay. And he goes, so just out of curiosity, how much money have you spent on your personal growth in the last few years? And he now, my husband, he's hired his own coaches. He's hired we hired counselors and coaches together for our marriage. He's not opposed to it, right? But he just doesn't see it the same way as I (laughs) do. And so I added it up yesterday in the car. This literally happened yesterday. And it was forty-one thousand dollars. That in the last three years, that's how much money I've invested in my business growth and my personal growth, in coaches, in counselors, in Literally people to just tell me what to do, right? Like not even doing it for me. i got
0: to interject here. Yes. It goes back to one of my former guests who said, give from your overflow. Mm. You can't give from an empty cup. And so because you've had all of those people pouring into you because you chose to make the investment in yourself, you've had something to give to me, to all the people in my cohort, to those who are at the tables that you find yourself seated at, whether they invited you or whether you just show up. And I love that about you because you know that there's a blessing inside of you for someone else and you gonna obey God. And that's what it's about because it's bigger than us. And we often think as coaches that, well, I'm not ready. Well, the person God is sending you to is. And so you help me to get out of that fear of, well, when I get my life together, when that gonna be? But yeah. in the meantime, there's people around me who could benefit from where I am now.
1: Gosh. Maybe just one
0: step ahead of them on the road that I can shed a little bit of light and help them make progress.
1: I have to write down what you just said. I'm not there yet, but the person—I got to write down—but the person God is sending me is is waiting for what I have
0: yeah. to share, and that's gonna that's gonna change their life. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. I'm really being selfish if I choose to stay in my safe zone or my little cocoon or whatever when God is saying, "Come forth." Yeah. I did not mean to boomerang this back onto myself, but I'm like so convicted. I No, I'm so
1: glad you did. We're having a combo here, so this is good. And I will tell you the first $10,000 that I invested in myself, I didn't have. It went on a credit card. And I'm not saying that this is what people should do. I'm not giving, this isn't like you know financial advice. But I knew that I was supposed to be in this room. I knew I was supposed to be at this table and it was $10,000 to get there. And it was the very first thing I ever invested in. You know, typically when you get into this, you go like with the $200 course at first. No, not graduate. I went to 10 grad. but I knew I was supposed to be in this room. I knew this person had exactly what I wanted. I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to see what their systems looked like. I wanted to hear what came out of their mouth. I wanted to hear how they thought. They were going to meet with me every other week. And I was like, I got to do this. So I go to my husband, having made no money and said, I want to do this. It's $10,000. And he was like, you're out of your mind. There's no way we're taking $10,000 out of the family budget for your like idea. Okay. And he said, no, he said, no, he said, no. And he just was like, couldn't see the value. Couldn't see the value. And I, I, this is what it came down to Karen. I went to him and I said, am I worth $10,000? And he's like what do you mean i said if you had to pay ten thousand dollars to rescue my soul or my body or get me out of a pirate ship or whatever happened that i found myself in they cost ten thousand dollars for you, utm get me back am i worth it <laughs> and he said of course you're worth ten thousand dollars and i said well then then let me do this let me do this and if i flop and i make no money and it's a total disaster, then all you did was spend $10,000 to, to, to show me that I'm worth that much. And he said, okay, all right. And he did. And I made back that 10,000 and every dollar that I have invested in myself, I have made back. And so sometimes the second thing, you know, I said, the first thing is you got to have faith. The second thing is sometimes you just have to take the leap and know that you yourself are worth that, even if it doesn't work. Right? Like, even if I don't get a million dollars from this, or I'm not, you know, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I'm worth this money to invest. And when I, when I become the person I'm going to become from investing this, I'm going to give it back to God. I've been able to give so much money back to the church and to lift. I just texted the company that I donate to. And I said, Hey, by the way, my, my increase is coming next year. Um, I'm going to be increasing the amount I give you next year, because god is god is blessing my business and i get to i get to increase it you know and it's like that that is god that is seeds flowing through me and i don't care i will like that money doesn't have an emotional attachment to me this is just money that needs to circulate so whoever is listening to this and needs this speech right now this is for you
0: (laughs) i actually was on a webinar earlier today and the person said i can't wait until you are able to write a $10,000 tithe check. And that just like blew my mind. Cause I was like, okay, that's a 10th. Uh, and I'm like, I ain't got enough fingers and toes. I was like, that would be cool. And mm-hmm. it helped to expand and broaden my horizon because I was not thinking that big. And mm-hmm. so to be able to give for the purpose of furthering the gospel, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And imagine Karen, when um, that person is praying for the provision to come and they're like, I will go, Lord, send me, just help me, help me figure out. And you come in clutch with the check girl, you're going to see full circle. You know, that gives me goosebumps. Just thinking about that, about like, that's how the body of Christ works. Some people go with their hands and feet. Some people go with the checkbook. Right. And sometimes you do both, but like Bible printing. It doesn't happen by a miracle. It happens by a printing machine that you have to pay for. So like we want to print some Bibles for people. We got to get our checkbooks out.
0: (laughs) Well, Gretchen, you have been more than gracious with your time today. I would love for you to close us out with any concluding thoughts. And in prayer, if you would.
1: Oh, I would love to pray for your audience, Um, Karen. Oh my goodness, that I don't have anything to say. Let's just let the Lord speak. Amen. God, um, thank you so much for the Convo Lab. Thank you for the blessing and the reach and the supernatural abundance that you're going to give the Convo Lab to bless the hearts of the people who are listening. And for my sister who is listening right now, whose heart is pounding because she knows there's a place she's supposed to go. I just pray you give her courage. I pray you give her faith. I pray she has got the faith activated in her so that she says yes, that she steps into that boldness. And for that woman who is struggling right now and needs some help through transitions, Lord, I just pray she reaches out to Karen. I pray she um, boldly steps forward and says, I need help. And there's such a power in the body of Christ when we are willing to let our guard down and ask for help and say where we're struggling. And I just pray for all the people who are hearing this live stream, who are um, participating in the the replay God, that you would just put a desire on their heart of where you want them to go. We are in a season of activation, a season of harvest, a season of the things in the spiritual world coming to the natural. And for those of us who are ready for it, Lord, who are called according to your purpose, I just pray that we say yes, even if we don't have it figured out, that we know you will provide. And we just ask for this in your name, in in your Jesus name, we ask for this, amen.
0: Amen and amen. Thank you so much, sister, for Mm. coming and blessing my life. And blessing the Combo Lab with your words of wisdom shared straight from the throne room. This is Gretchen Heinen, CEO of networthit.org. Check her out, connect with her. And I hope that you will continue to tune in to the Combo Lab, that you will find that each and every guest, each and every conversational collaboration is ministering life. To your soul and your spirit, and is helping to encourage you as you move forward in the will of the Lord. Well, that's all for today. I'm Karen Cathcart signing off from the Combo Lab. Tune in next time when I have another fantastic guest at the Combo Lab. Bye.